This is a KUNV Studios original program. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College of UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Hi, I'm Gabriella Tam. I'm a fourth-year accounting student. And welcome to... Social Justice. Social Justice. A Conversation. A Conversation. Well, good evening, everybody. Glad to be back with you. This is Professor Charles Stanton. I'm glad, as always, to be joined by my partner in these broadcasts, Gabriella Tam. Hello. And we're going to, we have a full plate today of many, many things that are going on in our country. Mm -hmm. Um, Some almost unbelievable things and some things that have existed for a long time. I wanted to get the, get the ball rolling and, 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 and of course, get uh, Gabriella's insights on, on this, uh, having to do with the state of Florida and uh, the fact now that the state of Florida and, uh, has mandated that the state universities uh, are not allowed to teach sociology as part of their curriculum. And uh, I just, you know, there are certain things like you just you'd like shake your head, and um, I, I I always say that uh, uh, among a certain group of people in our country, uh, they have two main fears. One main fear is the fear of education, the fear that the population will be educated and exactly know what's going on and what what has gone in our history. But the second fear, I, I call it the terror of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That basically you would think in life, granted the fact that you're alive and you've been given the mind to think, that you would you would want to learn, you would want to find out things that you didn't know before, you would want to understand our history, our traditions, you know, how the country was built, uh, and also explore a lot of the issues that sociology does, of course, which are, which is gender and and and, and uh, uh, upbringing and, and all the different social issues that uh, uh, make us more informed and uh, make us understand other people. Uh, but apparently in Florida, uh, that's not the case. Yeah. So from, like we've discussed before, like they just want to get rid of diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. right? It's just, like we've talked about, like it's so shocking. Like America is literally like diversity equity and inclusion if it was like in an ideal ideal america of course but like we are so diverse like how are you like how can you exclude all these people you're gonna just kick all these people out of your your state you're gonna let all these kids just have no idea how like the rest of the world is you know like that's just it's just crazy to me to hear that yeah yeah well sure it is it's crazy to hear it but it's a it's a it's a philosophy mm-hmm. uh, that uh, has existed for a long time but I think it's become more pronounced now uh, I think we're moving into a political climate where uh, uh, facts are unimportant history is unimportant uh, learning is unimportant. And you have a whole group of people, uh, not just people who are older, 
but people who are, are younger, who are being deprived in their education mm -hmm. of certain things that is absolutely important for them to know regarding, you know, what we're all about, you know, what, what, what our past was, what things can be done to make our country better. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, there was that, you know, the clip that I've, I've showed in a lot of the classes, the newsroom clip, where the guy's sitting with the other two panelists and, and they're all asked to say, why is America the greatest country on earth? And of course, he, he sort of debunks it and he says, you know, we, 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 we had much greatness in us, but a lot of that greatness got lost. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, and that's, uh, our search for truth and our search for knowledge and all the rest of those things were obscured. And we hit a lot of things that were things that we could have corrected. You know, we have a situation where we have a terrible homeless problem. We have a situation where we have a terrible um, problem with illiteracy in a lot of cases yeah. where people, people are not educated properly. Um, we have the highest rate of uh, people in our society being incarcerated. We have all these different things. And, he, you know, of course, he finishes his, his monologue with, with, the, with the, the profound statement that, you know, no problem can be solved unless you acknowledge the problem. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's what it seems that they don't want to do. And we can, we can segue from that right into the, the whole situation with the immigration. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's going on on the border. And the situation is a serious situation. And of course, you know, everyone knows, logically speaking, that you cannot, you cannot take everybody in. There has to be some kind of a you know, yeah. limitation on it. But, you know, Biden's taken a lot of heat for this um, uh, uh, situation, and, and, and some of it deservedly so. But finally, Biden, Mitch McConnell... Uh, Chuck Schumer, what have you? They reached it. They reached an agreement on you know trying to trying to you know uh, remedy some of what's been going on. Mm -hmm. uh, the bill can't be passed because the House won't pass it. Why won't the House pass it? N not because it's not a valid bill. Not because it doesn't do things to to try to make the immigration process better, but because the ex presidents hold the Speaker of the House and the people in the House, that the bill can't be passed because everybody wants to continue to to, to blame Joe Biden for the immigration con, uh, process. So let's keep it that way and let's not pass any laws oh. that could make it better. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if that's the case, if you're you're in the Congress, if you're a Congress person, and you are supposedly serving us, the people uh -huh. of the United States, regardless of race, color, creed, or anything else. And you have the opportunity to pass a bill. To do some good in the world. To do some good and to try to make the crisis better. And basically, you can't pass the bill because one person is telling you that if you pass the bill, it will it will affect my attempt to get real to get uh, elected to the presidency again. We want to keep things as the way they are. So as the situation deteriorates, more and more people will blame the the current president. I mean, there's something like radically wrong there.
There's something radically wrong. I think it's just to ruin, like, Biden's chances. Even yeah. Or, like, people are like, oh, he's not even doing anything. Why would I want to vote for him yeah. again? Yeah. Well, sure, sure. And that's actually... It's sad. It's sad and very manipulative. It's manipulative, yeah. And, I mean, he has, he has a lot of uh, uh, problems now otherwise. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a very flawed candidate vis-a-vis... Um, you know, the situation in the Middle East, um, a lot of the uh, people who voted for him, young people, mm-hmm. people of color, are very disaffected with him. But in this, at least, he was he was trying to, you know, get something done. Um, and the problem is people aren't educated and people aren't informed. So the problem is, you know, people will say, well, you know, it was his fault and all the rest of the stuff. But Biden... Chuck, Chuck Schumer, even Mitch McConnell, who's a Republican, and they had a lot of Republican support in the Senate for this bill. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones who are keeping the situation the way it is. It's the people who are trying to obstruct laws being passed. You know, so so that's so that's uh, so that so that's part of it. That's like that's so sad. It's also like I was thinking like, how are you going to? I was thinking like a lot of things. Like one, like oh, it's sad that. First, like for every single like election, or at least like every election that I could vote, it's always like, okay, I have to vote between the lesser of two evils. Yeah, sure, sure. And it shouldn't be like that. I should be voting for like, okay, like which one do I truly do think like will benefit the country I live in, you know? Yeah. Um, and then another thing was like, how are you gonna like listen to it, like? I fully, like, believe that if Trump really, like, just, if people saw him for the crazy man he is, like, they would just be like, okay, like, why why are we listen, listening to this man? Mm. Like, it, he, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we've discussed before, like, I've heard, like, uh, like, he's a businessman, like, he's different, he's different from politicians, but, it, like... Yeah. All his, all his, like return, her ta- his tax returns were all like frauds. How yeah. are you gonna like? Yeah. Yeah. To me, as an account, like that, just re- like that, like would lose all reliability uh, to me. Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of it is because people are uninformed. I, well, there's there's two things. Mm. There's a lack of there's a lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge is tied to the lack of information. Mm-hmm. The lack of information is tied to the lack of people's curiosity. So what I mean by that is to say you want to find the truth. You want to, want to get the widest spread of opinions. Yeah. So, you know, what I do every morning, I read the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, and USA Today. Mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal is a very conservative newspaper. Yeah. New York Times is a very liberal newspaper. And I would say USA Today is, is sort of liberal, but it's pretty much in the middle. It's not either oh, okay. very conservative or, or very, or very uh-huh. liberal. So you get all that information and you evaluate all that information. Mm-hmm. And then you make an informed decision. I use the word informed decision on what you think politics should be. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, the fact that out of 350 million plus people that live in our, in our beloved country, that these are the two major candidates uh, is, of course, extraordinarily disturbing. 
that you that this is the best we could do, that there's nobody else out there. I think though, my thought on this, and I'm I mean, I'm not a I'm not a soothsayer or a prophet <laughs> or any of those things. I I think there's a, a large possibility that by the time election day comes around, we may be seeing two other people running for this office. I think that I think that there's a lot of democratic disaffection with Joe Biden. Yeah. And I think that it was, it, 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 and I guess it was. Oh boy, it was. Uh, I think it was a, four or five days ago. Uh, they had a whole bunch of articles on Michelle Obama. That they, they were that that that's what they were thinking of doing, as as having her run, and that uh, apparently there were people who had who had gone to talk to to Biden and his people and told them that they needed to rev their campaign up, that their campaign wasn't really working the way it was supposed to. Yeah, and there was a lot of like there was a lot of uh, unhappiness with it, but. On the other side too, if if the if the charges against the uh, ex president come to trial, and that's of course the question now when that's going to be, but if those if those charges come to trial, and they deliver on felony charges, a gift of a gift uh, um, a verdict of guilty, they will drop him. They will drop him. Now, I don't know who they would get at that point to run, but they won't run somebody who's been convicted of a felony. I'm sure of that. I hope so. Well, we, we would hope so. I mean, there's been so many other things that have certainly, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, boggled the mind. But but I think I think that's one of the things that's going to happen. Um, but but segueing from that on to a discussion of AI, which, Ooh. you know, I have, I have always, I've spoken about this before. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, the man, one of the men who um, you know, was responsible for the creation of AI renounced it. So right away, that should be a warning sign to that's, people. That's a red flag. Yeah, the man who created the thing is basically disavowing what he did. Okay. Anyway, a couple of things struck me. Uh, um, on, uh, on, on, January, uh, on January 31st, uh, the New York Times had a, a huge article about about AI and how they were using uh, pictures of children. Uh, There's all, a lot of things all, with AI. Yeah, all kinds of all kinds of stuff that was uh, that was uh, was uh, was against the law. in yeah. uh, a lot of in a lot of terrible ways, and uh, they they got into basically the fact that. Uh, uh, there weren't a lot of safeguards for what uh, people would view, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think that's that's a major problem that has not been addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, also on the thirty first, they had the the hearing in, in Congress of all these people who were with all the different surge agent uh, surge agents and all the rest of that stuff. And, and these and these platforms, and they've had these hearings before, but nothing ever seems to be resolved. Though, you see, this is the thing, and again, what it, what it always reminds me of is that people believe that the government 
represents them, that the people are represented by the people in the House and people in the Senate, and those are representatives. But the truth of the matter is that those people in the Senate and those people in the House who are representatives, who actually do the work of the people, are exceptions. Mm -hmm. They're in the minority. Yeah. Because the vast majority of people in there are not representing us. The vast majority of people who are in there are representing themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're representing big business, big oil. And money. Money, corporate America, all the rest of Power those things. Power greed. Power and greed. You know, it, it sounds, you know, when you know somebody could listen to it and say, well, they say that's 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 socialism, what you're saying, you know, and you're, you're against corporations. That has nothing to do with it. No. What it's about is democracy. Mm -hmm. Democracy, democracy ultimately, at its ideal, is, is a system of government of checks and balances of, 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 of in our country, of courts, of legislatures, and ultimately the president. All working sometimes at cross purposes, but each one checking the other one, so nobody abuses the power yeah. that was given that was given in in, in in the document written by the founders, and you just see these hearings, and it's like watching a replay of a hearing that happened three months ago, and a hearing that happened three months before that, and they never get they never get to doing anything to regulate stuff that should never be allowed to be seen by anybody. Mm -hmm. And you have these exploited children uh, and, you know, their families. Uh, and, of course, of course, that's one of the problems that you have. Then you had the problem with, with uh, I guess it was last week or so, with Taylor Swift, where they were putting out all these images on, the, on, on these platforms of all kinds of sexual, uh, inappropriate uh, what the stuff, heck? stuff. So, so this is also very troubling because what is, what is Taylor Swift's crime? What has Taylor Swift done to anybody? Well, outside of being a, maybe the world's greatest selling artist of, 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 of music, Taylor Swift made a terrible mistake in her life. And I'm not talking about going out with the guy who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> the mistake that she made is these, that she's been sponsoring and promoting voter registration. Oh. And you see, yeah. voter registration, getting people to vote, having people vote, is the enemy of the people who don't believe that everybody should have the right to vote. They don't believe in fairness, equity, inclusion, diversity, whatever, whatever however you want to put it. And because she has this platform... No, Taylor Swift is huge. Yeah, because she has this platform reaching, reaching young people, she is their enemy. Because the, the, the prognosis of having all these people being able to vote means that a lot of the power structures of the country are going to be dissolved because you'll have a, you'll have a socially progressive... Because uh -huh, uh, that's, that's younger people 
and that's that's a woman. Right, exactly. Okay, so those so those two groups of people, both of whom were discriminated against, uh, are finding a voice. Uh-huh. And she and she's and, and their voice is being amplified through her. And she wants people to vote. Now, of course, if you look at it, if you think about it, logically, impartially, fairly, what she's doing is great mm-hmm. because she's trying to she's trying to encourage the young people to be part of the, to be part of the process, mm-hmm. to embrace democracy, to raise their voice, to vote, to promote you know issues having to do with young people, and 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 of course uh, the women's movement as well. But the, the reaction is exactly the opposite, you see. Now, my thing is, my thing about this whole thing is, and I've said this, you know, a lot of times, you will never change, you will never change corporate America. You will never change the power structures in corporate America. You will never change the misdeeds of corporate America unless you do two things the first thing you have to do because there's always settlements and there's always you know they pay so much money and all the rest of this stuff the only way you stop it is you pass laws in a congress obviously that would be inclined to do that Mm -hmm. you know it can't just be bernie sanders or elizabeth warren or any of those people it can't be the same it's the same people always and, and nobody listens to them but you pass, you pass laws that hold officers of the corporation and directors of the corporation criminally responsible mm-hmm. for, for, for doing these things. Whether it's, whether it's selling poisonous drugs, whether it's selling contaminated food, whether it's uh, allowing uh, pornographic, uh, sexually debasing material that's put out on these search engines, you are ultimately responsible. Yeah. That is, I think, the essential core of the problem that we have in our country. You know, we have racism, we have sexism, we have all those misogyny, we have all those things. But at the root of the problem is that no one's responsible, that there's an indifference, Mm -hmm. that people believe they can buy their way out of anything so if they have a scandal with talc, as they did with Johnson & Johnson, yeah. when they have a scandal like they did with Purdue Pharma, with the opioids, whether they have a scandal with stuff that's put out on search engines that, that, is, that is harmful to pretty much everybody that sees it, you go to jail. Yeah, simple. That, that's very simple. It's your responsibility. And it's, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous to me when they say that they cannot regulate this stuff because they sure can regulate it. Yeah. They sure can regulate it and they can, they can do something to protect, to protect people who need protection. Yeah, they're citizens. They're citizens. This is the thing about it. This is the thing about it. And I think, I think you know, it's interesting now that, you know, um, there's a, this whole discussion about what's going on on the college campuses and uh, you know, you know that all the demonstrations and everything like that. Now, all of a sudden, they're frightened of people who are speaking out because the the, the students, basically, for the most part, 
except except really for Vietnam, where everybody was protesting. Mm-hmm. The students were always pretty docile, labile. Yeah. They went to their classes. But now there's issues. Now there's issues that, that they feel that are affecting them. They, they don't agree with the policy of the government. Demonstrations and protests should be encouraged. Yeah. Because that's the purpose of that's the purpose of being in a democracy. Now in the context of the university, in the context of university, um, there's a protocol that has to be followed also though. In other words, you have the right to free speech, you have the right to uh, uh, you know, say whatever you want to say. Yeah. But th- those rights come with obligations and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be threatening you can't be threatening fellow students. Yeah, you can't straight up like punch someone in yeah, the face. Yeah, like that's crazy. Like yeah, violence. Yeah. No. Uh, or or in some places where they were putting swastikas. Oh yeah. On dormitories. Yeah. Or in another case where they were thro- they were I guess spraying and this was a couple of weeks ago, and this was at Columbia University, which is kind of shocking because that was always considered such a great place. They were spraying people who were supporting the Palestinian cause with some kind of chemical and they had to go to the hospital because they got sick i mean that that's 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 what's wrong it's not it's not people it's not people you know expressing their opinion it's this extremism yeah and 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 what we've done in this country unfortunately is the politics are so so divided and so screwed up that you can't have a normal civil disagreement with somebody yeah if, if somebody doesn't agree with you on who to vote for they're your enemy. Yeah, it goes zero to one hundred. Yeah, like. yeah, but they're they're not, they're not your enemy. It's just that they prefer to vote for this other person. Yeah, they haven't done anything to you. They haven't gone into your house and stolen something from you. It's they have a different political opinion. Yeah, but we need, and I've said I've said this in class, and I've said it outside of class. I think what we need to do is have a new constitutional convention mm-hmm. where we all get together. It could be in Philadelphia, maybe. It could be somewhere else. That would be cool. <laughs> for, a month, for a month or two of people from every cross-section, walk of life, way of life, religion, gender, what it is. Bring everybody together, maybe a couple hundred people. Have it in a, in, a, in, a, in a collegial setting. But have the people talk out what their differences are. Mm-hmm. And and that would that would be great in, in 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 a few ways. First of all, it would it would get everybody to know exactly what other people are thinking. Yeah. But also, to sit down in a in 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 in, in a, in a, in a amiable atmosphere, to hear what other people really think, not what people tell you what they think, but what they really think, what they say. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would have is I would have people dorm together. So you could have two people. Uh, one could be MAGA. One could be uh, liberal. One could be conservative. One could be Democrat. And they all room together, and they're there for a month or two. Mm. Almost like being on a almost like being on a jury in a sense. But the, the legal aspect of it, the, the the moral aspect, the democratic aspect of it, would be: What are those things we need to fix in our country? What can we do as a unified people? Yeah. Because we're not a unified people now. What do we need to do as a unified people? And we bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. We bring everybody together and everybody sits down and you, you, you get to know the other person. Yeah. You get to know their philosophy because everything, everything is separated though. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we have all these groups in the country. Everybody's in their own silo, and they don't want to hear what anybody else is saying. Yeah. But now they're forced to hear it. Yeah. So it's almost and and if you did that, I think you'd get something very positive. No, I agree. I truly do. You know, I mean, because what's going on now is not working. Yeah, like it's not United States of America. It's literally separated United or separated states of America. Yeah, I mean, you see this thing down in Texas where. The governor is claiming that the protection of the border is not held by the federal government. Yeah, it's the state, which is wrong. The, the government is our government is 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 in charge of protecting the border. Yeah, our federal government, not the state. So you know, but anyway, but these are just some these are just some thoughts we throw out there every week because we definitely need people to really give some thought. To, to, to what's going on in our country because we want to make our country better. Mm-hmm. We want to make our country more the epitome of, you know, all the ideals that, you know, we entrust it with and uphold, you know. Yeah. So it's been, a, as always, a great pleasure to, to uh, speak with you this evening and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at TAMG1, that is T-A-M-G-1, at unlv.nevada.edu, or to contact Professor Charles Stanton at charles.stanton at unlv.edu. See, See you, you next time. time.